Hello, ladies, and welcome to this episode of Mommy and Surviving and Thriving, the podcast where we encourage all women to live their best life by focusing on our four pillars of being happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving. Today on our podcast, we have a special guest, one of the two experts of Just Be, Brianna. Welcome to the set today, ma'am. How are you? Hello, Marla. Thank you so much for having us and me today doing well. And the other half, my sister Erica is traveling today, but we're ready to do what we do. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. No problem. So we have Brianna and Erica. They've created a business focused on helping women and families live in organized homes and curate simple, tidier, and easier lives. Easy, that's that's my word. <laughs> With their specialization in decluttering spaces and minds, they bring a unique perspective to claiming the chaos and establishing routines for staying in control. Their ultimate goal is to enable clients to embrace a just be lifestyle. I love that. Where they can focus on what truly matters. So thank you for being here. And we'll talk to Erica another time. Safe travels, Erica. Um, But talk to us about why you two started the business. So, you know, the tidiness and the cleanliness was pretty much instilled in us from little. Um, You know, we all had those Saturdays when we had chores, but even outside of that, um, my mom stressed that a tidy space helped you to concentrate more and a tidy space helped you to be able to find things. So say for instance, when we wanted to go school shopping or we wanted something in particular for summer clothes, Let's go through what you have, make sure you don't already have that, right? And then when we wanted to change up anything in our room, furniture or the look of the space, she's like, okay, let's draw it out. Let's Mm -hmm. see how that's going to really impact (laughs) how you want your room to feel. And we have carried that with us throughout our lives. Um, And it's the basis of how we start any of our client interactions. How do you want your space to feel, whether it's your home, whether it's your office, um, even in your car, the places that you are most regularly, how do you want that to feel? And so we know that the ideal thing is to just be. It's a lifestyle where you can relax, where you have time to do the things you want to do, and your environment truly, truly, truly impacts whether you can just be or not. Because we know there are times when, you know, clutter happens. We're all, we're human. Sometimes the laundry sits there. I can attest to that. <laughs> um, but all in all, you get that, that, uh, that clutter will eventually cause a mind shift. Um, and so it's the environment and creating an environment where you can just be. And that means tidy, cleanly, you know, and just making it a space where you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. So it's actually funny because you said, I heard you say car and I'm like, I didn't think about organizing <laughs> a car. Uh, but I would need help in all three areas. <laughs> and office. I mean, that's <laughs> all three areas. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that because mm-hmm. one of the things um, most of the listeners are juggling multiple things, right? Um, families, jobs, 
side hustles, everything. And so sometimes it's hard for us to stay organized. So when it comes to organizing our offices, our homes, um, what are some key principles or strategies that we can apply to create a more efficient and functional space? So the first thing we always, and we've done some home offices, we've even done um, some large storage areas for businesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, First thing we always stress is to get rid of anything that you are not using. Mm -hmm. Get rid of anything that no longer serves a purpose. Mm -hmm. And whether that means, so primarily decluttering, you know, but sometimes that mean that means also thinking about how do you work? Do you have the space that you need to work? Do you have seasonal times where you're more busy than other times at work? Do you even have the, um, the capacity to do all of the things that you're trying to do in your spaces? And so that means looking around and actually thinking about your work style and your work needs and what type of routines do you need to create to even get started with a more productive and organized work style or workspace. Um, And sometimes that means literally going through paperwork and what can be digitized, what can be shred and digitized. Do I have vertical space that I can use? What is the aesthetic that I want? Do I need to see everything that I have? Or can I create a filing system where things are labeled, you know, and it does not need to be right on my desk. Um, So it's really thinking about your aesthetic, your needs, your space, and your capacity. So one thing that you just said I think will probably resonate with everybody is the paper clutter. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of my biggest problems. And my husband would say not only in your office, but everywhere else. (laughs) I do have um, paper and I'm just like, what do I do? So Mm -hmm. how can we address the paper clutter issue, both home and and office? So what is your biggest stressor? Is it mail coming in? And so I will tell you this, if the mail coming in is the thing, you have to set up systems, right? So is it mail coming in that you pile up in this space and you know, you like, you say, okay, I'm going to get to that later. Is it schoolwork papers coming in from, if you have more than one kiddo, you know, you got invitations, you have school paperwork, things you need to sign, calendars, artwork, all of that stuff. If it's work stuff, is it something that if you are on a team, is it paperwork that you are sharing, you know, like really physical paper that you're sharing with somebody that is just passed and you have multiple copies of something If it's mail, even at the office or the home, you have to create a system where soon as you walk in, there is a tray right there at entry. Or if there's someone at your office doing your mail or a postman or somebody coming in, still have that same tray and shred immediate trash and file immediate things that need to be filed and then 
the, I mean, shred what needs to be shredded and then throw trash away. Mm -hmm. So for the mail system, have a tray. For the paper system for youth or even for a, um, for a colleague, you want to always make sure that there's somewhere for that to go. And then create some digital systems and have collaborative apps for paperwork. You know, it's really easy for office systems to work when you're sharing things via um, like a OneDrive, Microsoft, or Google Workspace, or Asana, or some type of shared app or collaborative cloud where you can share paperwork where you don't have to have to always shift around actual paper. And then if there are things that can be shred and digitized, make sure you do that specifically for office. You know, you have to know regulations behind, you know, depending on where you work, mm -hmm. there is some, some ramifications around what you can shred and how long you have to keep something. So keeping that in mind, if you can shred and digitize anything, do it. And if you can create a filing system where it can be off to the side and out of the way, then do that too. Same thing for home though. There are things in your home, your paperwork that can be shred. The only thing we always say to keep is anything major that have signatures, such as your deed or major insurance papers, um, car titles, things like that, um, that have an actual signature on it. You tend to keep those for a lifetime. And if it's something like old bills, old statements, old receipts, shred that stuff mm -hmm. or throw it away. The real key is to make sure when it enters the home or when it enters the office, you know exactly what to do with it. If it's mail, file it, shred it, or attend to it, something that needs your immediate attention, do it. If it's paperwork, shred it, digitize it and shred it or share via a shared app with coworkers. Same thing can be done for your home filing system too. So I know that was a lot, but it's paperwork is a, a huge, huge stressor for people. Mm -hmm. And when you're setting up systems, we always ask, what is your biggest stressor? Mm -hmm. Once you figure out your biggest stressor, what would give you some ease is the next question. What would give you ease to move this paper out of your way? to create a filing system for paper? And then what is the mechanism we are going to use to provide a solution for you? And so system creation really is an effective management tool mm -hmm. for whatever stresses you. So if you think about it in that way, what is the stress? What would ease the stress? Mm -hmm. Let's think of a solution. I like that. So now that we have figured out the paper solution, because I would say it's definitely my biggest stressor is the paper. Um, the, because I have my home office. Of course, I tell my kids there's this is a no kids zone. They don't necessarily understand that. And then I have kids artwork projects in here and mm -hmm. other stuff that they think go in here, but it does not. But and just me. I have different files, different places and things coming in that I said I'm going to file and I'll put it in this this file tray and the, the, <laughs> the file tray is like, stacked up. It's like <laughs> this size. So um, I told <laughs> that. So once we get rid of the paper and we want to create a space that fosters creativity, inspiration, mm -hmm. still maintain that 
functionality in organization? How do we get there? So a couple of things. And the very first thing I'm going to say is boundaries. (laughs) You have to be able to designate the workspace as the workspace. And I know over the past two and a half years, that have been hard for people, right? Because COVID forced everybody to co-work in the same space. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're home working together, you're working, working together, you're eating together, playing together. So all the things that could have sometimes have been separated are now in one space. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you definitely want to do is create a boundary. And that boundary could include time blocking. So if you're working from home, make sure you have a like a morning routine where you check the email, make sure the coffee, you know, some people need coffee to jumpstart their day. I know I do. You know, it's coffee, email, checking school schedules. Mm-hmm. And then your midday routine, that time blocking can also can be okay, mail may have come by then by midday. And so that's checking the mail, taking a taking a break, taking a self-care break. And then your afternoon schedule can be a little less rigorous. But that that setting up your space for how you need it to function for you can also include those routines where you're either doing the most important thing you need in the morning mm-hmm. or the less important thing you need in the morning. Because what you want to do is make sure your space, one, is comfortable and you can actually work in it that it's designated as an actual actual workspace mm-hmm. um you know and it's hard if that's already a place where you know the kiddos gather but that then infringes on your work time boundary mm-hmm. you know if anybody else is coming in hey look at this or hey i need this or hey this call you know i know it's human I'm not a mom, but I know it happens to moms, you know, so the littles are always going to come in. But if you create the system, then you have the boundaries set enough where you can bounce back to what you were already doing. And so making sure that you feel like you have created a space where you can actually fulfill your work um, function in your space um, and then creating some routines where you can stay self-motivated. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing to setting up is making sure that if you're, if you have routines and if you have habits that you stick to them by actually accomplishing them. So if you have created a routine where certain things are going to happen in the morning, um, and those things continue to happen for you where you feel uber productive um, and where you feel like you've accomplished a certain workflow task. And then you just kind of stack routines on that continuously mm-hmm. where you're able to um, feel like you are productive in the space where you feel like a space is functional. And if there's ever any time in your space where you are not feeling like you're being your best self or you're functioning correctly, because sometimes it does feel like it's closing in on you, um, take a break and look around. Is your space set up for function? 
you know, is it organized how you need it to be organized? And also, does it feel personal to you? Because there's some, you know, some there there's some benefit to bringing making your space personal. So you may want to include some artwork on the wall, but at the same time, um, is it set up for you to still maintain your productivity while you're trying to maintain your routines and your regular mom and work balance? Mm -hmm. So for me, I know when I started when I left corporate America, I had my office obviously at and in, in the building and then mm -hmm. like you said working from home those two spaces are totally different mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. totally different I actually functioned better like my office at, at in the building was definitely cleaner than my office here in, in at home but I'm trying to figure out and I, I'm sure that's a lot of people trying to figure out how to incorporate different functions or strategies, I guess, that I can use here that I can use there. Whereas not two totally separate things like, okay, I'm having one system I'm doing here. And then when I go into the office or vice versa, come home, I'm doing a totally different system. Um, what would you recommend for that situation? So if you are thinking through an organizing um, or functional system, it should be able to translate across at your home, at your office, um, at your, at your, in your home home, in your home office, and then in your corporate office mm -hmm. or your, you know, your workspace. Um, so what I would say is definitely think about how you work best and actually how you want to feel in your office. Um, whether that means you are using the lateral space on the wall, mm -hmm. because that is something that is an easy, easy function um, item. So think about if you are, some people actually are trans um, carrying <laughs> their work with them mm -hmm. from one place to the other. Right, so it's laptops, it's papers, it's office um, office supplies. But you wanna set up your office and you wanna set up your system for a way that is easily functional for you. So if you have a small desk space and you can have a lazy Susan mm -hmm. <laughs> with your supplies in it, you should be able to use that same lazy Susan at home the same way you use it in your corporate office. If you have a desktop um, document holder, um, the kind that stand up or the kind that lay down lateral, you should be able to utilize that same system, whether you're at home or whether you're in your corporate office. It is you creating the, um, the solutions that work best for you to make you be able to think through your, your work day and to continue to be productive. Mm -hmm. And any any clutter, no matter what location you're in, is going to stifle that productivity. So if you're a person that needs to see see all of see most of the files that they're working on, um, then have that in a visual way that it doesn't encumber your day, the, all of the files sitting on the desk. But if you are in a space where you can use the wall space and whether it's shelving or a bookcase or there are lateral files that can attach to the wall, then use that. And then the other thing I would say is to try to make sure that you are um, focusing on the task at hand. Um, 
you know, one of the things, and this may be like a way back thing, um, when people were applying for jobs and job descriptions, I also always say, be able to multitask. Mm. Multitasking is a function killer. <laughs> Multitasking is a clutter producer. Mm. And because you have this thing that you're doing, you have this thing that you're doing, you have this thing that you're doing, you have this thing that you're doing. And so that's multiple files open, sometimes multiple computers open, multiple books or journals or, you know, notebooks open and the phone. And, you know, so trying to do several things at one time creates a little bit of clutter and chaos around you. So a part of that time blocking, <laughs> that lane that you're doing is like you feel seen and there's no judgment I here. I literally have the computer I'm on with you, the, the laptop inside. I have yeah. um, notebooks, my phone, and these other books and stuff. So yeah, <laughs> like, like a picture. <laughs> I am, yes, yeah. I am faster, but yes. Yeah. I will tell you, if you can, and it's, it is a mind shift. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, um, anybody can declutter. Mm -hmm. Anybody can get to the space where they feel like they can function and it carries them from place to place to place. You have to be able to know how you function though, because if you're, if you're not completing one task while having three other tasks, open per se um you're not only creating clutter on your desk it's a little bit of clutter in the mind too because then you have my sister and i were just talking about this like we have a hundred tabs open in our mind at one time and that's that's clutter you don't realize it um because it's not always damaging clutter mm -hmm. but you focusing on that time blocking to be able to either do the most important thing on your priority list for the day or the least important thing mm -hmm. on your priority list for the day first. The first thing, when you're talking about creating routines, one thing off that priority list, either the most important one or the least important one, either one, it doesn't really matter, but being able to check that one thing off and say, oh, one thing complete, you know, I can put that away, mm -hmm. which is another thing for your clutter, because whatever notebook you had that stuff in, you can now put that away, file that away somewhere else, put that in your document holder over there or move on to the next thing. And really that starts at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So one of the most important things to do is at the end of the day, if you can declutter your desk declutter your desk because you are putting away that clutter for the day and you are resetting your mind for when you come back the next day mm -hmm. and that can transpose from wherever you are is being able to function being able to create a routine and being able to recognize that clutter when it's happening and to stop multitasking mm -hmm. <laughs> it's hard but no, I, it is hard. It's definitely hard. But I get that because I it's tell my doable. Kids. It's you know small steps. It's Just small. like we tell people in their homes, the things we ask: How do you want to feel? What will ease the? What will ease that stressor for you? You know, then those are the kind of basic things how we start with. 
Okay. And give what if someone wanted to work with you and and your sister, what how does that work? What's the typical I don't know, nothing's really typical, but what's <laughs> an example of we wanted to work with you? Um, how would that work? So we always start off with um consultations. And most of our consultations are virtual um, because it's, you know, easy because we have folks out in like Laplace and Mississippi and all. So it's easier. And we start off with a consultation just so we can kind of get a visual mm -hmm. of what we're working with. And that way we know what um, you may need, what areas you're most, um, you know, we assess the space and get a sense of your need, your pain points. Um, and what's the area of priority for you. And so we can help you to maximize your space. Um, and then from there, we schedule, we use a couple of, um, we use a couple of um, business support apps. So we use HoneyBook and we, we use Calendly okay. and those help us a lot um, in being able to schedule and invoice our clients and send contracts back and forth. We do operate via contract. Mm -hmm. And then um, we come in for the service. It's typically the two of us, we, do, we don't do like custom closets and custom bills, but we do have, you know, folks that can help like just cut a shelf, um, you know, some of the other labor intensive things. We have folks on hand that can do that. And my mom always helps part time. <laughs> we have a part time helper. <laughs> um, the things that you, people come to you for, because when you said car, I wouldn't think car, but, um, but what are some things that are on your list of things that people typically ask you to come in to help organize? So most people ask, sometimes people want full organizing because um, it's their, their space has gotten to a point where they can't breathe, they can't function, it's just high stress, and they're like, I just need help. Um, so again, we always start out with decluttering, no matter the space. And I say car, most people don't call us to ask to declutter their car, but a lot of times once the process starts happening, it's like, oh, what about this space? And oh, I can do this in my car too, because I have some stuff in the trunk that needs to come out. And so it kind of um, snowballs into other areas. Some people call us sometimes just for decluttering when they need to downsize. They don't really need to organize a whole lot. There's just a lot of stuff and they need help figuring out um, the keep toss process, especially when there's sentimental items involved. So some people are call us after a loved one has transitioned or they're just downsizing their parents' homes or, or themselves, something like that. And then sometimes people call us um, because they are pretty much organized, but don't know how to create a system. And so what we try to stop people from doing in the consultation process is buying any bins or anything before we come and let us kind of do that part because you know a lot of times we go places and there's a ton of products that we can already use because you just may not know how to use them a lot of people want to organize first before they declutter mm. and really think through the um maximizing your space process um because the last two offices we organized we actually use their closet See, like in this room here, this is another bedroom, but behind me is the actual closet for this bedroom. And they use that for their office supplies. Mm. So overstock items. Mm. 
that they're just housed in bins in another space and they don't think to use uh, that space as overflow for themselves. We maximize every part of the room of your space. And then we do, we do kitchens and closets the most, um, but we do garages. We tend not to do attics, depending on how it's set up. Some people have an alcove, but attics are really, really hot in the summertime. <laughs> so attics are more, are more of like a wintertime um, mm -hmm. deal. So yeah, they call us for full organizing, for just decluttering, for system creation, just to help them think through keeping things organized. Because we go to some people's homes and it's, you know, it's pretty, it, it, it really has to function for you, not for us. Mm -hmm. And so they'll set it up, but just don't know how to keep it organized. And so sometimes that also involves having a sit down with the family mm. or with colleagues. Like this is the space, you know, even, you know, if the admin person at the building at wherever you work, like this is where the mail goes right in this tree. If I haven't touched it, remind me in two days to go through this, you know, so it's creating those systems like that. Yeah. And sometimes people even call us for, so we do pre-move services. We don't, we don't have like a moving company or moving service we work with, mm -hmm. but we'll pack Mm -hmm. and declutter before packing because you're not going to take anything that you're not going to use at the new space whether it's a home or office <laughs> so we do pre-move decluttering and packing and then we label boxes for you so that when you get to a new space either us or you can organize it in the room that you wanted to go in and then we do holiday we do mm -hmm. holiday decor putting up your decorations and then taking down and reorganizing your decorations for you. So we do that too. That's good to know. I was laughing also because I'm one of those people I can, I'll buy a bin, uh, something <laughs> in, a, in a second. And my husband would be like, okay, well, where's that going to go? You buying all this organization stuff and <laughs> what are we organizing? Yeah. Right. So, yep. what are some, my last question is: um, What are some tips that you can practical tips that our listeners can implement right away to improve productivity and to reduce clutter? First of all, declutter. We mm -hmm. always start like literally every project with declutter, and because the decluttering part also shifts your mind, we always stress to go through things that you know you need to keep and things that you know you want to keep mm -hmm. um so a quick declutter is always best are you keeping any files that are antiquated are you keeping any paperwork that's no longer in use as far as like policy things um any like work directories you know any simple thing that you're no longer using get rid of that trash it or shred it, you know, if it has, you know, specific information on it. So first declutter, two, know what you need to keep. And that, that's part of that decluttering process. Um, but knowing what is needed and knowing of those things that are needed, can it be digitized? Mm -hmm. That's it. And the, the, the digitize and shred part is, you know, may not happen in a day or two, but it's a quick, easy relief of how you're working. Um, if you can get it out of the way and get it on a shared space, like a cloud or 
productivity app like Asana or Trello or something like that in your workspace, that's another quick, quick and easy thing. And then always aesthetics, always aesthetics. If you are, feel like you're just out of space on your desk, out of space, always go vertical categorize your items because you can use a bookcase mm -hmm. you can use a a lazy susan or you can use a document holder but make sure you're categorizing your things in the way that you use them so once you declutter make sure you are now the only things you're keeping or the things that you need and on hand if it's something you can file away create a filing system or shred and digitize it and then categorize your things in the way that you work. Mm -hmm. If there are certain things, like I said at the beginning, if you have seasonal things that you know bubble up certain time of year, or there's certain things that you work on a team with and certain things you work in solo with, file those things as such so that you're not stumbling all over. Like the seasonal stuff, that stuff can go on the side until next month. The things that you have a team project on, put that in the front for now so you're not stumbling over things. So it's decluttering, knowing what you need to keep and filing it or shredding and digitizing it, and then categorizing your space as your work flows. Either making it visual for you. Again, lateral space is always easy. You can create little folders, you know, those magazine holders hold stuff really good or document holders show things, uh, store things really good. So that should be quick. There was, was that three things? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> were those helpful? Yes, very helpful. Were those three I things guess. you think that you can start with? I, I will. <laughs> Look, I'm going to start with this file um, bin that's about uh, this, the highest it can be at this point. Yes. So I'll, and that's, I'll and that. that's important. One thing at a time. It will become overwhelming. It can become overwhelming, especially if you're, you know, if you, even if you don't have a lot, you know, just going through stuff, it can become overwhelming. One task or one bin, <laughs> one drawer at a time. Mm -hmm. One thing at a time. One, one thing, thing at a time. time. I mm -hmm. will, as I'm mm -hmm. looking at a <laughs> project for my son. <laughs> That's right here. So, yes. Well, thank you, Brianna. I appreciate your time. Is there anything else? How can our listeners follow you, get in contact with you? I will say I do have one thing before we get in contact, before we share contact, self-care. Mm. All of the creating routines and creating paperwork systems and working with coworkers and or at home with family and creating boundaries. Set up your environment so that you can flow and then practice self-care. That's also a part of the boundaries and time blocking. If you need to time block some self-care, do that. That's especially important for working moms because it's it's easy to get off kilter and the the, the family emergency will become your thing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know please practice self-care. We always stress that in, in our work, a part of Just Be, is to also rest. <laughs> and so we are, so our website is, I should have put it in the chat. Our website is it's justbenola.com. 
And our handle is Just Be Nola on Facebook and on Instagram and on Pinterest. We're we're dedicating ourselves to re-engaging Pinterest. It it falls to the back because content creation on the you know you know on Instagram and Facebook is takes precedence. But it's it's just be nola um, dot com for our website and it's at just be nola on both Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you, man. We thank appreciate you so much, Myla. I hope this was all helpful. I hope <laughs> <laughs> if any listener has any questions, you know, you can always hop into our DMs on both, you know, send us a message through social media. Or we have a contact form on our website. You know, we're happy to answer questions. You know, just to get people started, um, it's not an easy thing to even get to the point of wanting help or accepting help sometimes. So that we're here so compassionately. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank you so us, much, Myla. This brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you for joining us again for Mommy and Surviving and Thriving. We hope you found this discussion on creative productive spaces for work and home helpful. Thanks for listening and stay connected by liking, following, and subscribing. When you balance it all, remember there's only one of you. Stay positive and give yourself grace. We're here to support you in community on your journey to becoming happy, healthy, wealthy, and thriving. Talk to you next week.